my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in today's readings, especially from the Gospel, Luke 13, 18 to 21, Jesus said, What is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it with? It is like a mustard seed which a man took and threw into his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air sheltered in its branches. Another thing he said, what shall I compare the kingdom of God with? It is like the yeast a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour till it was leavened all through. Friends, Jesus said, what is the kingdom of God like? Now, the kingdom of God simply means the reign of God, the rule of God, the presence of God. God is in his kingdom. Jesus is the king of the kingdom of God. Jesus is the king of kings. He is the king of this kingdom. Now, wherever a king is, there is his kingdom. There cannot be a kingdom without a king. And there cannot be a king without a kingdom. Jesus is the king of the kingdom of God. So in that kingdom, it means Jesus is present in the kingdom of God. So the kingdom of God simply means the presence of God, the presence of Jesus, the reign where God reigns, where God rules, where God is in charge, where God is allowed to be in absolute control, that is where his kingdom is. That is where his presence is. In other words, where God is welcomed, where the presence of God is welcomed, there is God. In this context, we will narrow down to God the Holy Spirit. In heaven, the atmosphere is filled with the presence of God, specifically with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is God himself. God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, his presence is full, is manifesting the presence of God. So the kingdom of God simply means the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit, so to speak. So now Jesus says, what shall I compare it with? What shall I compare it? The it here refers to the kingdom of God. But it's referring to it. Now, referring to the Holy Spirit, we cannot refer to the Holy Spirit as it. But in this context, Jesus is equating the kingdom of God as a place, in quotation marks, to it. So a place it described. So the kingdom of God is it in this context. But the Holy Spirit is a person. So what shall I compare it with? The it is referring to the kingdom of God, the presence of God, the presence of the Holy Spirit. What shall I compare the presence of the Holy Spirit with? That is what Jesus is talking about. What shall I compare it with? Simply means, what shall I compare the presence of the Holy Spirit with? What shall I compare the reign of God with? What shall I compare a place where God is in charge, where the Holy Spirit is in charge? What can I compare that place with? 
And so he says, such a place, it, it is like a mustard seed. Such a place is like a mustard seed, which a man took and threw into his garden. You understand? So in other words, the presence of the Holy Spirit is, referred, uh, is, uh, is likened to a mustard seed. The presence of the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God, the presence of God, the reign of God, the rule of God is likened to a mustard seed, which a man took. In other words, this man welcomed the presence of God. He welcomed the presence of the Holy Spirit. He welcomed the presence of the Holy Spirit into his garden. Into his garden can be referred to anything that the man owns. So maybe he received it into his life, for example, into his family, for example, into his business, for example, into his education, for example, into his life, for example. This man received the Holy Spirit. He welcomed the Holy Spirit. He accepted the Holy Spirit and threw him and put him in his life, in his garden. Now, we are told that when he, uh, he threw the Holy Spirit, so to speak, in this context, into his garden, it grew. What grew? That's the, the master seed. Remember, the master seed is likened to the presence of the Holy Spirit. So it grew. The master seed grew and became a tree. And the birds of the air sheltered in its branches. Take note of that. It is the Holy Spirit, so to speak, which grew, so to speak, and became a tree. Now, this man welcomed the Holy Spirit and threw him, so to speak, into his life or into his garden in this context. And now, in this garden, the Holy Spirit or the seed was not restricted. All the man did was to make sure that this seed got what it needed to germinate. The man created the necessary environment. The man didn't throw the seed onto the rocks or onto a place where there was no soil. He didn't throw the seed just anywhere. He threw it into a garden. And now, in this garden, what happened is that the conditions in the garden promoted the growth and development and allow, I mean, of the seed and allowed it to grow into a tree. Now, assuming the man had put in one other seed, or two or more or three mustard seeds, you realize that his garden would have turned into a forest. Lying in this mustard seed is the potential to grow. Now, when this man welcomed this tree, I mean the, the mustard seed, it became a tree. What it means is that if we will allow the Holy Spirit to take control of our lives, if we will allow the Holy Spirit to be in charge of our lives, if we will allow the Holy Spirit to be in charge of our families, of our churches, of our parishes, of our dioceses, if we will allow the Holy Spirit to be in charge, friends, we will grow and become trees. We will grow. We will increase. Remember in Job chapter 8, verse 7, Job says that even though my beginning is small, my end shall be exceedingly great. The beginning of this seed was small, but because it was given the atmosphere to grow. You know, seeds need water. Seeds need good soil. They need good temperature. They need sunlight to be able to grow. Friends, you and I are like this seed, so to speak. If we will allow the Holy Spirit into our lives. Friends, the truth of the matter is that, look, we all have the Holy Spirit. 
By virtue of our baptism, the Holy Spirit is in us. God is in us. Remember Jesus says in Luke 17 verse 21, the kingdom of God is within you. Jesus was pointing to our baptism where we will receive the Holy Spirit. Every Christian has the Holy Spirit. But the question is, has the Holy Spirit got us? Every Christian has the Holy Spirit. I repeat, every Christian who is baptized has the Holy Spirit in him or her. But the question is, are we allowing the Holy Spirit to, to, to have us? This man threw the, 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 the seed, in this context, the Holy Spirit into his garden. He allowed the, garden, the seed freedom. He allowed the seed allowance. He enabled the environment for the seed to triumph, to thrive. Friends, you and I have received the Holy Spirit. That is the master seed. Have we, do we allow him to take absolute control of our lives? Friends, if we will allow the Holy Spirit to have us, if we, will have the, if, we, if we will allow the Holy Spirit to take absolute control of our lives, friends, we will not be the same again. We will grow, as, we will grow into mature Christians. We will grow and be useful to the church, to our nation, and to the world at large. We will grow and we will bear fruit if we will allow the Holy Spirit to take absolute control of our lives. That is the issue. That is the problem. We have the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit hasn't got us. We have the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit hasn't got us. We don't allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in our lives, in our families, even in the church. We don't allow the Holy Spirit to have his way. Friends, we dictate to the Holy Spirit. We manipulate the Holy Spirit. We suppress the Holy Spirit. We don't listen to the Holy Spirit. We disobey the Holy Spirit. We grieve the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will not impose himself on us. Friends, the Holy Spirit speaks to us, we don't listen. The Holy Spirit guides us, we don't listen. For example, the Holy Spirit is the main agent for evangelization. I believe strongly the Holy Spirit is nudging each one of us. He is nudging parishes. He is nudging dioceses. He is nudging them to go out and urging us to go out for evangelization. But we are not doing that. We are, we are, we are, we are ignoring the Holy Spirit. We are not allowing him to have his way. There are ways and moments and times in our churches, in our parishes, even during celebrations, the Holy Spirit wants us to do things in a particular way. We refuse to listen to him. And we are doing things our own way. How can we grow? How can we grow? Friends, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in our lives. That is the only way we can truly experience peace joy and righteousness in the holy spirit after all in romans 14 verse 17 we are told the kingdom of god the presence of god the presence of the holy spirit is not about food and drink but it's about righteousness peace and joy in the holy spirit we are not experiencing peace and joy in our lives as individuals in our families in our communities in our churches in our parishes and even in our dioceses because we have sidelined the holy spirit we have not allowed the holy spirit to take absolute control listen jesus goes on to say another thing he said what shall i compare the kingdom of god with what shall i compare the presence of god with it is like the yeast a woman took and mixed it with three measures of flour till it was leavened all through friends if we allow the Holy Spirit freedom, 
If we allow him to use us, to lead us, to guide us, to direct us, if we will listen to him and obey him, friends, we will affect nations. We will affect every corner of our life. We will grow. We will increase. We will prosper. We will succeed. We will make it no matter what. That is what it means. But the question is, how do we allow him? How do we energize him? Remember, he's in us. The Holy Spirit is lying inside you and I. He lives in us. Jesus is alive in us. Jesus is in you. He is in me. Romans 5.5 5. The love of God has been poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit. But does the Holy Spirit have us? Does the Holy Spirit have us? Has the Holy Spirit got us? Does the Holy Spirit have us? Does the Holy Spirit have us? Has the Holy Spirit got us? Has he got us? That is the issue. That is the issue. How do we allow him to have us? Friends, how do we allow him to have us? That is the crucial question. Just like the seed, the man took and threw it into the garden, and the man made sure, he, he, he made sure the seed had access to water. He made sure the seed had access to what? Sunlight. He made sure the seed had access to good soil. Then that was what happened and it grew. Without these elements, it would not grow. Friends, the Holy Spirit in us, so to speak, grows in quotation marks. Grows in quotation marks. If we will allow him, how do we allow him? Just like the man provided the sunlight, I mean, allowed the seed to have access to sunlight. He provided water. He made sure the seed had water. He made sure that same seed had also good soil. That is the seed, the kingdom of God, the Holy Spirit, so to speak. In, uh, in the spiritual realm, friends, the word of God is water. The word of God is water. We will see that even in the first reading, it is there. It's, the first reading said that Jesus washes the church with words, with his word. Jesus washes his church with his word. Jesus' water. Jesus' Jesus's word is water. In John 15 verse 3 says, You have been made clean by the word that I have spoken to you. You have been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. It means the word of God is water. And Jesus also says in John chapter 7 verse 37, If anyone is thirsty, come to me and drink. It means Jesus, we are told, is the living water. Jesus is the living water. His word is water. So in other words, the Holy Spirit who is in us need the word of God. We have to feed and meditate on the word of God to allow the Holy Spirit to have control. Friends, if we want to experience the benefits and the presence of the Holy Spirit, we must meditate on the word of God. As we meditate on the word of God, we are feeding ourselves. Jesus says, man cannot live on bread alone. Man cannot live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And friend, remember, we are men, but we are spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings, first of all. And we must feed on the word of God. We cannot live on bread alone. We must live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So the Holy Spirit in us is longing to feed on the word that is water. To allow him to grow, so to speak. To allow him to take control of our lives. We need water. Friends, the seed needs sunlight. Jesus, we are told in Malachi, Jesus is the son. is the son of righteousness. Jesus is the son of righteousness. Literally, S-U-N. Jesus is referred to us in the Bible, the son of righteousness. 
So when we pray, when we expose ourselves to prayer, to the Blessed Sacrament, to the Eucharist, we receive rays from Jesus. We receive the rays of the sun, the sunlight from Jesus. Anytime we make time to pray, even where the Blessed Sacrament is not, and we make a prayer corner, our altar in the house, wherever you sit down and you are praying, God sees you, he radiates himself, he lets his light shine on you. The, the, the light and the rays of the sunlight, that is Jesus himself, he falls on us. And that will enable the seed of the Holy Spirit in us to also grow again, so to speak. Friends, and the soil, the good soil, is our hearts. If we will allow the Holy Spirit to take control of our hearts, and if we will read our hearts of all bitterness, of all the negative things yesterday we mentioned, they, they were, uh, were drawn, our attention was drawn to yesterday. If we will not allow bitterness, negative habits, and things to, to be in our hearts, if we will not harbor grudges, it means we will not choke the Holy Spirit in us. We will allow him to grow, and that is good soil also. Friends, that is what it means to allow the Holy Spirit to be in control. And also, we must learn to listen to him. When he is in us and he prompts us, do this, don't do that, we must learn to listen to him. And when we obey him also, it means he is in full control of our lives. Until we do that, we will not experience the reality of the Holy Spirit. Until we do that, we will not experience the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of the word of God. Look, the word of God is power. St. Paul says in Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. The gospel has power. The gospel has power to transform our lives. The gospel has power to transform our families. The gospel has power to transform our marriages. If we will allow the Holy Spirit to be, to be in control of our lives and our marriages. And that brings us to the first reading where Jesus or St. Paul, Jesus through St. Paul, is telling us, Husbands, to love your wives and wives to submit to your husbands. Friends, any man, no man can truly and sincerely love his wife the way the, I mean, the Lord wants him or her to love, the way the spouses are supposed to love each other. No spouse can love the other without the power of the Holy Spirit. Friends, you cannot love your spouse the way you are supposed to love them in the mind of God, according to the mind of God, according to the kingdom of God, if you are not in tune with the Holy Spirit, if the Holy Spirit is not in charge of your life. Willpower is not enough. Friends, willpower is not enough. No wonder there are many people with big degrees and yet they are failing in their marriages. It takes the grace of God. It takes the Holy Spirit. Friends, no wonder in the gospel acclamation we are told that, look, the word of God is mystery. Blessed are you, Father, Matthew eleven twenty five. Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for revealing the mysteries of the kingdom to mere children. Friends, everything about the kingdom of God is a mystery. And until we learn to submit to these mysteries, we cannot make progress in our lives. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, submit to your husbands. If you are married, don't say you will not submit to your husband because he doesn't love you, doesn't show you love. Friends, the word of God says, wives submit, husbands love. Husbands, you are supposed to love your wife irrespective of who she is. Love her as she is. We are told that husbands should love their wives as Christ loved the church. Read Ephesians 5, 21 to 33. That is the first reading. Husbands, love your wives. Friends, like Christ loved the church. Jesus loved the church even when the church was sinful. 
So don't say because your, your wife is not perfect, it's not this and that, you will not love her. That will be contravening the scriptures. And when we do that, we will not get the benefits of the word of God. When we don't do what the word tells us, it means we are not allowing the Holy Spirit to be in control of our lives. But when we do that, despite the fact that we don't understand, when we do that, despite we don't understand the mysteries, friends, the Holy Spirit is in charge, and all we will see is growth, peace, joy, and righteousness in the Holy Spirit. That is what it means to allow the Holy Spirit, the kingdom of God, to have his way in our lives. Husbands, love your wives. Friends, let us cooperate with the grace of God. The Holy Spirit prompts us to love our wives, but we are ignoring him. We don't listen. The Holy Spirit wants to be in charge of our lives. If we will allow the Holy Spirit to be in charge of our families, friends, our families will be transformed into, into, into families that we cannot imagine. Our lives will be transformed into something that we cannot dream about if we will allow the Holy Spirit to, take, to be in charge. Remember, that man's garden was a bare garden until he planted the seed, the Holy Spirit. Until he allowed the Holy Spirit full control and created a necessary environment. Then the garden became one tree grew out there. If he had put in more, tree, more seeds, the garden would have turned into a forest. Friends, though our beginning is small, if we will allow the Holy Spirit, friends, the Holy Spirit will transform our lives into something perfect and something beautiful. That is the mind of God. That is the will of God. The Holy Spirit is more than ready. And that is what Jesus meant in Matthew 6, 33, when he said, Seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and every other thing will be added unto you. We should seek first of all the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God, the reign of God, the presence of God, and allow God to have his way in our lives. Allow the Holy Spirit to be first in our lives. If we will do that, every other thing will be added unto us. Friends, the Holy Spirit is real. The Holy Spirit is in you. And the Holy Spirit wants us to fellowship with him. But the sad truth is that we are ignoring him. The Holy Spirit is in us, but we are ignoring him. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to bless us. Can you imagine how your marriage will be like if the Holy Spirit is given full control in your marriage? What that means is that you will love your wife whatever she does. It's true. It's possible. You will love her because love will always forgive. And God, the Holy Spirit will give you the grace to do that if you will allow him. And what that also means is that wives will submit to their husbands no matter who they are, no matter what they are. It's interesting the Bible didn't say, hey, wives, um, submit your good husbands. Wives, love your good wives. No, 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 no. They said, husbands, love your wives. Wives, uh, submit to your husbands. If we will listen to the word and allow the Holy Spirit to have his way, friends, our marriages, our families will be transformed after the example of the mind of Jesus Christ. And that is why I will keep, say, keep saying it. The church gives us the opportunity day in and out to listen to the word of God. So that we will be washed. So that we will be purified. We will feed our souls. For man cannot live on bread alone. May the Lord open our eyes to see these mysteries of the kingdom. Then that we will submit to them. And allow the Holy Spirit to have his way in us. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us. The Holy Spirit wants to guide us. And that is where we will allow him, if, if we allow him to take control of our lives, we will now experience the responsibility of Sam. Oh, blessed are those who fear the Lord. 
We cannot fear the Lord without the power of the Holy Spirit. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. We cannot hate evil. In fact, we cannot distinguish what is good and bad if the Holy Spirit is not given permission to lead us. If the Holy Spirit is not leading us, friends, we may even classify some things as right when they are wrong and some things as wrong when they are right. Remember yesterday's gospel. The chief priests and the Pharisees, the owner of the synagogue, they thought Jesus was doing a wrong thing. But Jesus was doing the right thing. Friends, it takes the Holy Spirit for us to know what is right and what is wrong. That is what true righteousness is all about. How God sees things, not how we see them. How God sees things, that is righteousness. We pray that the Lord will indeed open our eyes. That we will be docile to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. As individuals, as a church, as families, friends, that is the only way we can truly manifest our, our, uh, in our lives as children of the light. Jesus wants us to have happy families, joyful families, because joyful families and happy families constitute happy churches, happy communities, and happy dioceses, and happy parishes. Friends, let us allow the Holy Spirit, day in and out. Let us talk to the Holy Spirit. Let us ask for his guidance. Let us listen to him. Let us pray to the Holy Spirit. Talk to the Holy Spirit often. The Holy Spirit is in you and he is alive. The Holy Spirit, you, we have the God in us. The kingdom of God is within us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord let his face shine on you now and forever. Remain blessed. Remain blessed. We are blessed. Let us be awakened to the reality of the Holy Spirit's presence in us. We are blessed forever and ever. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are blessed. May the spouse of the Holy Spirit, Mary our mother, pray for us. Amen.